and welcome to Podcasts Are Wonderful, episode 52. This week we're going to be talking about Mystery Show, episode 3, featuring Starly Kind. But first, we're going to be speaking to my guests. And I've got two great guests. If you love to eat, and I love to eat, I will eat anything that you put in front of me, but especially the things these people put in front of me because they're such great chefs. Please welcome back to the show, the great Gordon Ramsay. Gordon, welcome back. Hello, people. Uh, so, Gordon, it's been a while since you've been on, and last time you were swearing up a storm. You think that's going to continue this time, or what? Um, I think those days are over. Okay. You've, you've turned a new leaf? Yes. Okay, and then... A new all- parsley leaf. <laughs> oh, Gordon. Oh, you're so funny. But first, before we get into any more of those great jokes, let me get to my other guest. This lady is a Hollywood chef uh, beyond compare. Uh, she does. She hasn't appeared on television yet, as far as I know, but she is seconds away, uh, if you ask me, because I'm I'm quite a tastemaker, and I've got to say, you're going to be hearing a lot from this young lady. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Hollywood's own Julia Child. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Um, although I want to make this clear, a lot of people get this wrong. Uh, I, I am a chef. I'm just not you know, the Julia Child, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I'm a Julia Child. Just- <laughs> right. Yeah. So there, there was a famous uh, chef and I, I believe she's passed away or else she would be quite old. Yeah. I'm sure she passed away, but uh, she would, she would cook French food and uh, she had kind of a, an eccentric voice, I guess you would say she had a really distinctive uh, accent, but that is not you. No, absolutely not. And I have just to clear this up as well. I have nothing to do with her death. So I just want to make sure that your audience knows that. It's, okay. Yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't a, think that's uh, a weird thing to bring up. So what was your question? I'm sorry. So uh, <laughs> well, we're not I mean, talking about uh, assassins or hired hitmen or anything. Uh, we were talking about. Uh, Gordon is swearing less. I'm really excited to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, Gordon, stop trying to bring up uh, Julia Child's death when we're trying to talk about how you swear less now. Uh, what's going on? Why, why did you decide to do that? Well, I just, do you know my Junior Chef show? Yeah, Master Chef Junior, I believe yes. it's called. It's, it's, well, it's ex- yeah. She's a fan. Oh, oh, oh. Very, very big fan. Well, we're going to do another season and, well, Generally, I swear a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so you're trying to cut it out for the kids. Yes. Do those kids really cook all that stuff? Because that is crazy, the well, stuff they cook. Yes. I say it's most of the time better than the older chefs. Wow. Because the kids are more creative. Huh. Gordon, can I ask you a question? Just like when we are creating a, a, a dish... Do you find that when you're trying to quit swearing, do you use any substitutions? You know, instead of using a, you know, the F word, do you say French toast or other food-related items? Well, oh, I kind of do that. I, I like. Like, what do you say instead of shit? <laughs> I say stroganoff or stromboy. <laughs> yeah, those sound pretty much the same. So that's an easy substitution. Uh, how about? Damn it. What do you say instead of that? Um, and are you still allowed to say donkey and stuff like that? Because you call people that a lot. Yes. That's not technically swearing. Okay. 
Um, what is your favorite new non-swear that you do instead of the swearing? Uh, fudge Sunday. Fudge Sunday, and what does that replace? Oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. You said you were gonna stop swearing. Um, so Julia, how about you? Do you swear a lot in the kitchen or do you try to keep it clean like Gordon does now? You know, I I definitely try to keep a clean ki- kitchen as well as a clean mouth, but you know, when you get caught up in the heat of the moment and it's it's almost impossible not to let the occasional, ah, the French toast, stroganoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, sometimes you just let it out, but I definitely try and keep my patrons in mind and, you know, celebrity clients, you never know who you're going to be around. Julia, you actually cook for a lot of celebrities. Uh, Can you dish about any of these big clients that you have? Can we get big scoops? Oh, fudge Sundays. <laughs> okay, Gordon. Oh, oh, you watch it with those fudge Sundays here. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there are a few that I can talk about now that I no longer work with them. Uh, there are. I can't tell everything, but when I was uh, a celebrity chef for Sinbad the comedian, he had such strange and and exotic it taste. Where I mean. Green M&M's and eel. I mean, he knows what he wants. Um, so, you know, it's, he, oh, he also liked uh, jellyfish pate, which was really difficult to make. It sounds like he's against water and aquatic animals. <laughs> Maybe he just like seafood. Do you think everyone who eats a fish just hates the ocean? Well, yes. That's why I always make fish. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that you hate the ocean, huh? <laughs> What do you think is the most hated fish in the ocean? Because I mean, I I mean, I personally am anti cod, but that's just a personal preference. It has nothing to do. With- I think people think the most disgusting fish is anglerfish. Do you know the one from Nemo with that little light on the top of the head to attract other fish? Uh huh. Oh, it? absolutely. Um, I think it's probably just the most misunderstood fish. Yes. You know? trying to change his light all the time as he's chasing these tiny fish who accidentally get in front of him. He, the reason he has the light is because he's so deep down in the ocean yeah. that the light can't get to him. And the reason why he runs at the fish is because they're holding, they're mean, they're holding the light bulbs away from him. <laughs> Wait, is this a scientific fact or is this oh, a theory of yes, yours? Yes, it's in the scientific fact. Okay, and so you hate anglerfish? Yes. Okay, Gordon, well, they're so deep I, down. I mean... If they it's came up to where you can get them, they would, like, explode, wouldn't they? I mean, the pressure is so great down there. Yeah, they would kind of – they would have to more of deflate because it's uh-huh. more pressure down there. Oh, I see. And the more pressure, it would probably make it blow up more than it would. Okay. So you hate anglerfish. Yes. Okay, well, it's I – disgusting. So Anglerfish. that – wait, though, with your theory, that means you like to eat them the most. Isn't that true? No, I don't really like to eat them. I like using their teeth as toothpicks. Because <laughs> it's so thin. Uh-huh, yeah. That's... I prefer piranha toothpicks, but I think that might be a regional thing. <laughs> yeah, depending on where you're, what area you live in at the time. But uh, Gordon, uh, do you have you uh, found any other animals that are great to cook with? Because I personally love, I know it's very controversial, but... I love cooking with kangaroo, and I didn't know if, well, you know, it's, it's 
rare I get a chance to talk to other famous chefs, you know, and I was wondering if you've ever used any other exotic meats or, you know, other vegetables or things that people don't normally use. Uh, yeah, I like cooking exotic animals mostly because I get to learn new receipt recipes. Oh, okay. Uh, like which ones, for example? Oh, <laughs> uh, penguin. No. Mmm. Yes, they are delicious. Yes. Uh, so how do you how do you prepare a penguin? Well, first you cut off the flippers, of uh-huh, course. Right. And you use this is actually so you don't have to go out and like get extra tools, but they. You find if you you're supposed to make both of them tender, so you find taking the flippers and banging it against the penguin, <laughs> it tenderizes it really well. With his own flippers. <laughs> yes. This is and cruel. This is what I say. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> Just to get out of my anger, I always cook penguin. Just get out anger. Part of, is that part of the process, or do you find it just yes, helps no. make the penguin more tender if you say it, stop hitting yourself? It helps me get out anger. Oh, okay. So it's like oh. a double a double catharsis. catharsis. You know, you can really work through some anger, work through some issues. And you do have a lot of anger. Yes. Famously. Yeah. So you're kind of a bully to penguins. Well, that's only because that's part of the recipe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, And are there any fancy vegetables you uh, cook the penguin with? I do cook some of the Arctic plants. Oh, yeah. All those Arctic plants? (laughs) Yeah. To grow at the North Pole? Yeah. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Which Which is the best one? Julia here, I mean, she is famous with the celebrities because she cooks for all of them, but she isn't on TV yet. What kind of a cooking TV show do you think would be great for Julia to appear in? Um, since we're just talking about exotic foods, I think since I already have my thing, if I didn't have, already have my TV show, like I do it, I would do it like this. I would go around cooking exotic meals and then posting it on television. Okay. What do you think about that, Julia? Is that something you've ever considered? You know what? I have a better pitch for you, Gordon. How about this? We team up. It's one part the voice and one part, you know, your junior chef show. So we've got, you know, kids coming out, bringing out a dish. We don't see who cooked it or what what it's made out of. And we judge right then and there if we want them on our team based on their culinary skills. What do you think of that? Celebrity judges. And are, are these children? You were saying it, it was like his master's you'll, junior? You'll never know. Some of them oh, are kids. Some of them are, are accomplished chefs. It's all based on the food quality. You could have a monkey <laughs> come in and make you a nice uh, banana split or something. You would have no idea who did it except for the fur and the... And then if you, get, if you get that monkey on your team, you have to carry him through the whole rest of the season. So, I would be fine with that. I love animals. Except cooked, for penguins. Cooked and alive. <laughs> so you're saying yes is a good idea for a show? Yes. Oh, uh, that coming from you, that really does mean a lot. It better. Corden. <laughs> <laughs> she's my guest, too. I know you're technically higher status because you're on TV, well, but you I'm don't st- get to. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
Gordon, that is rude. Listen, Gordon, I, I, you haven't worked with Lady Gaga. I know that I've not been on television. Oh, I, I feel bad for you now. <laughs> I'm talking about the the upper echelon of popular music and and movies. Uh, you know, like I said, Sinbad, Lady Gaga, one of the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> And one Julia, I heard I heard you actually prepared that meat dress that she wore at one point. I did. Um, we didn't. It was actually penguin meat, but I didn't know anything about the tenderizing before we had done that. So it was just we were trying to make a statement about nutrition and fashion and how those two things work together. And yeah, because if you eat nutritional, you can get skinny, meaning new fashion can fit you better because oh, that's what I wanted. Oh, absolutely. It was, it's like what you put into your body versus what you put on your body. You know, what does that say about you as a person? It was really meant to make a statement. And then it was really good later at the after party. We just put it on the grill like <laughs> two minutes each side. So it they was, didn't cook it at all before they put it on? No, it was like raw meat. She was wearing a raw meat dress. Well, have- I guess that could have tenderized it, just her wearing it out and about for a little while. Unless she was like that's wrestling it. that one of of tenderized it much, just swam down. Hey, that's blood. That's not your blood. So earlier you were talking about the older Julia child, Julia child, right? Death, and you were acting strange about it. What was what, that about? What, what, why? Why did you say somebody poisoned her? That I don't know what you're talking about. I never said. Yeah, Julie. I don't think anyone actually mentioned poison at all. What? Um, you you said somebody had poisoned her, and you were asking why would you ask me about that? I know nothing about, you know, her whereabouts the last forty eight hours. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about that. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, I'm glad to hear that, definitely. Yeah. We, we trust you so much more now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to invite you over and not put in. Well, I'll cook. I would love <laughs> to cook for you. It would be it would be an honor, oh, my God, to cook for you. So, Julia, has your name <laughs> always been Julia Childs, or did, did you take that up maybe after uh, the original passed away? Well, I don't know what you mean by that. I, but I, I'm so my no, my name has not always been uh, Julia Child. But I, I changed it when I was older because I, I wanted to keep the youthful vigor of a child. And I thought, well, I could change my last name. I mean, Schmitzfelder was like a really strange last name. I didn't think it would be a great way to get into the culinary world. And so I thought. Let's keep the youthful vigor of a child. I'll just change my last name. And completely coincidental that a famous chef who was in television and cookbooks and, you know, it's just coincidence. Coincidence that it happened the same year. (laughs) Complete coincidence. Yeah, I'm definitely inviting you over. Just make sure when you go into my pantry, don't go in the second door to your left. In, in, Wait, in, because that's where my poisonous spices are. <laughs> you keep poisonous spices? Well, no, they're poisonous as long as you don't mix them with other spices. Well, like, I, I mean, I partially know. goes with 
something else. I don't remember Strick what it's nine. called. Uh-huh. I, who, who's talking about Strychnine? I, I don't keep that in my cabinet. Hemlock is, look, you have to know which spices. You've got to keep your poisonous you know, items far away from where food is kept because you might just accidentally be making, you know, a ratatouille or something as a famous chef and accidentally be poisoned to death because you kept strychnine in your pantry. That's not my fault. See, I would advise against keeping it in the same cabinet. Great advice for all of my listeners. Completely hypothetical situation could happen. So were you saying that you cooked for Julia Child when the day she died, or because you sounded like you were saying yeah. that she kept it in her the same cabinet as she kept her parsley. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay, from across the street, if you could, if one did have an apartment across the street and could see into her kitchen, and actually could tell. Look, somebody might know that kind of information. I'm speculating it could happen. So don't even risk it. Don't hypothetically. Hypothetically, something like that could happen. A neighbor might know her schedule when she walks her dogs or you know, a neighbor might know that. So hypothetically, you know. Hypothetically. Allegedly not someone that's across the street. Right. Like completely hypothetical that I knew she was leaving at 4:54 p.m. <laughs> to go to an appointment and would be back at 9.15 that evening leaving. Like a neighbor, a trusted neighbor with a key, anything could happen. And Gordon, please stop grilling my guest here. Um, There's no investigations. You're not a detective. Uh, Or am I? Oh, wait, are you? Of course not. Okay, good. Oh God, this wink wink thing. These guests. These last couple of weeks, they keep uh, up doing this wink-wink thing. It's a new uh, personality fashion. <laughs> personality fashion. What? Yeah, that's Do you know the, when they, the youngsters, the young, young youngsters, uh-huh. they go, what are those? Or something like that. Or what are these? Okay, whatever you say, Gordon. That's you're, what. That's a new kind of thing. Nah, you're an old guy. I know it. You don't know anything to do with these youth culture out there today. Do you say that you all the youth are in a cult? Culture. <laughs> but I do believe you have uh, stumbled onto something here. I do believe that there is a cult going around with all the kids. Um, they're all watching these uh, YouTube stars. These Jacksepticeyes, these uh, PewDiePies, all these guys playing these video games. They inculcate our children in uh, occult, satanic uh, <laughs> beliefs. And then Bad they news. all, all our kids now are, you know. It's traumatized. Yep, traumatized, exactly. Sacrificing penguins, um, hitting them with their flippers. Well, uh, not a child at heart. Do you, you guys have a moment to talk about our dark lord and savior? I feel, I feel like. Oh no, Julia. What? No, the pe- the penguin. How old are you, Julia? How old I am, and whether or not I, I cross paths with the original Julia Child has nothing to do with this. I don't think you're 
young enough to be in this youngster's cult. Well, she might be just an old-fashioned Satanist. Ah, correct. Good old-fashioned Satanist. Hey, when I invite people people over that I've recruited from a mall or a nearby flea market, if I bring them over to have Kool-Aid and maybe some snacks, I'm not going to poison them. It's just not... You're not going to use her blood to raise our... Lord and Savior. Wait a second. <laughs> Gordon, our Lord and Savior? All of our dark lords. Oh, All of us. Oh, don't include me in this, Gordon. So you're a Satanist too, you're telling me? Of course. You must oh. be. Oh, my. Oh, no. We need the blood of all his unfaithful to summon our Lord and Savior. Okay. <laughs> this is really starting to creep me out. This is a real uh, October Halloween spooker. Uh, so, Gordon, I was just wondering, um, what, what's your favorite way to summon Satan? <laughs> Give the whole recipe, too. Yeah, come on. Down. So I want my listeners to be able to do this at home if they, if they want to do a little experiment. So go right ahead. So you take... You know the five-star pentagram. You always have to have that. Well, of course. And yeah. then circle it, of course, with blood. Uh-huh, blood. The goat. Oh, the goat. okay. Not human blood. Yeah, no. Okay, that's for later. That's yes. a later step. Yes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> then you take parsley, <laughs> and you put it in bowls with human blood. Uh-huh. And you mix in, you mix it in with strict nine. So you do parsley, human blood, strict nine. And you put them in bowls. Is that equal parts or? Uh, one cup each. Okay, thank you. And then you put it in, and then you have somebody in the middle. Something that they had to have done something bad. Killed a person, killed just, just something. You want a sinner. Any, yeah, any small thing, anything bad. Okay. And you make them drink it. Right. <laughs> and they start chanting uh, these words from... A text on from Jackson the guy himself. <laughs> he's the second the YouTube man star. of Satan. Right, yeah, he's the the second the left hand guy of Satan. Uh, this is a YouTube star. Yes. Okay, and what does he say? What is what are the words that you repeat? He, he goes, Happy Wills. You had to put that in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then it was summon Satan. Bill okay. Bill. So that's, that's does that all check out to you, Julia? Is that pretty much your method, or? Well, normally, but yes. Instead of strychnine, I usually use hemlock. Uh, and um, instead Any of a poison works. Oh, but you know what? See, I'm glad I wrote that down. Uh, <laughs> but also, instead of a sinner, I usually like to get, um, you know, like an abandoned baby bird from a nest, or like an innocent to really mm-hmm. bring the dark lord. Oh, you're right. It might work more often for someone to give yourself a sin than to kill a sinner. Oh, okay. Because you're a pretty good guy. You don't ever do anything bad. Whereas Julia might possibly. Who knows? I'm not accusing anybody of anything. But it's possible maybe some kind of accident happened in the past. Uh, Maybe with, like, say, for instance, a famous chef. Or something like that. Who knows? I feel, I feel like this is this is all. Yeah, I don't know where you're getting this kind of information from. It's a fantastic story, guys, but nothing to do with it. I have an alibi for 
why would you need an alibi? <laughs> so you said, what else did you use for the ritual sacrifice? I, I don't, what were you saying? Parsley, um, human blood. Oh, that's right. What's the ingredients? Human blood of a virgin. Strict nine, goat blood, about uh, five cups of that. Uh-huh. And then that's basically it, and you do it in the pentagram. And you then get you, the center in the middle. Yeah. Make him drink it. Yes. You say, happy high whales. <laughs> okay. High and, wheels or something like that. Happy high something. You okay. can make it up, and he's he's okay with it as long as the intention's there. Yes. Basically, you just have to say any word, and he'll just pop up. Hmm. Have you tried stroganoff yet? <laughs> or fudge day? I think I'll try fudge the next. You'd probably like that. <laughs> Me and Julia, we thought of this, that we should name different uh, recipes, like with different ingredients, and we'll share them with each other. Is that okay we do that before we talk about the podcast? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I forgot about that you guys wanted to talk shop a little bit. Okay, so Julia, you go first. Okay, so when I'm making, because uh, we were talking about stroganoff, it made me think about when I make beef stroganoff. Um, so I usually use em- emu and you know in my stroganoff instead of cow. Um, you know, I I didn't know if you've ever experimented with other meats when you make like stroganoff. I I like experimenting different meats with any meat kind of recipe so if you have like pork chops and gravy i'll do like chicken and gravy or penguin and gravy (laughs) kangaroo and gravy things like that okay oh i i I like it i i don't normally get as experimental as i'd like but you know i i would say that i mean up until the last few years i've really stayed away from you know some of the uh, less used spices, but hemlock can be put into many different things and also undetectable, almost completely undetectable. Just, Why would you know this? Oh, it's just a tip in case you, you oh, were asking okay. about right. if I had any other secrets, and I could tell you hemlock and strychnine are almost, and arsenic, also very undetectable. Okay, what's your best recipes? What, why, what kind of recipes did you want to share? Uh, well, we're Going to do something with penguins again, of course. So you take penguins and you take bananas. You okay. take MMs. Alright. <laughs> you take parsley. Okay. And you just beat tenderize the meat again. You boil <laughs> you boil the meat until it's very, very soupy. Uh-huh. You boil Smush it up until it's super soupy, and then just put all the other ingredients in. You put the bananas, you put the parsley. Yeah, you do. You put uh, the M and M's. Yeah, you do one, one or two family size packs of M and M's. You do about six bananas, and you do about the whole. You'll probably get it in these rectangular boxes of parsley. Okay. <laughs> Dried parsley, I guess yeah. you're saying. Parsley, okay. and then you put all that in there, and you mix it up, and you eat it. It's like it's that. good. Yes. Well, you when you mix all the ingredients up, you cook it for about thirty minutes again. But still. Okay. Now wait a second. 
in your pocket here. What is this? This is a check from the Mars Corporation. <laughs> the people who make M&Ms. So you, they paid you to come on this podcast and talk about putting six family size bags of M&Ms. I said two family size. Oh, my mistake. It was six parts. Oh, yeah, you're right. Six parts. Oh, yeah. Let's make sure you get your money. Um, uh, <laughs> no, it's two things of parsley, six bag, family size bags. Where's that? Oh, no, that's king size bags. And then you do the penguin. Uh-huh. Oh, that's penguin candy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's is... a candy recipe. Oh, geez. That makes a lot more sense, actually. I don't know how the parsley fits in. Are you sure that wasn't peppermint? Peppermint. Okay. <laughs> so penguin candies, M&M's, bananas, and peppermint. Yes. Okay. That makes a little more sense because... Amazing. The, yeah, that and, does sound like a nice dessert. And X9. And strychnine? Strychnine, yes. <laughs> you can that is undetectable, so... Yeah. It's so... You can barely tell. It's just like a hint. You just can't... Well, if we keep you guys uh, talking shop, we'll be at it all night. So I don't want to hear any more about recipes. All right. uh, but Julia, was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get to talking about the podcast? Oh no, uh, Gordon and I already exchanged information, so we're gonna we're gonna talk after. Okay, great. All right. Okay, so we'll be right back. I was going to have podcasting impresario and aficionado. Julia Harrison on the show this week, but then my wife told me at the last minute that she had invited her boss over for dinner. Now, avid listeners will know, my wife has been in the running for a big promotion for a few weeks now, and this dinner could really seal the deal. So I had to cancel my appointment with Julia and get my ass in the kitchen. You know, it's pretty hot in there, but I have a hearty enough constitution to be able to stand it. I whipped up my world-famous meatloaf, green beans cooked with bacon, and cheddar biscuits, but when Mr. Charmsworth got here, It turned out he and his wife were vegans. Oh well, better luck next time, honey. And sorry, Julia, I'll have you on someday. Listeners, it's not her fault she isn't on the show this week. It's all my fault. So to make this up to her, I would love it if all of you listeners went and listened to season two of Paralyzed on Shark Dropper Studios Podcasting Network, where she did some amazing voice acting. After that, go check out the Horatio, Horatio Sands podcast, where Julia is an associate producer and occasional guest. Then... Follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Julia W.D. Harrison. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate your help on this. And Julia, please forgive me for canceling. Support for Mystery Show comes from kind snacks, such as the kind dark chocolate cinnamon pecan bar, which brings me to this week's installment of the ingredient list. Cinnamon. Kind snacks are made from ingredients you can see and pronounce, except... Little kids can't pronounce cinnamon. I mean, there's lots of words little kids can't say, but when like three or four quintessential kids can't say words, cinnamon comes to mind. So can we just have kids trying to say cinnamon for 30 seconds? Cinnamon. No, cinnamon. No, cinnamon. Cinnamon. (laughs) Right. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Is that a hard word or an easy word? Easy word. Cinnamon. She's not even three years old, guys. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Firetruck. Firetruck, the kind snack ingredient you can see and pronounce. So this week, Julia Child 
Gordon Ramsay and I listened to Mystery Show Episode 3 featuring Starly Kine. And uh, Mystery Show is a show where Starly, she finds a mystery and she solves it. And the mysteries uh, generally seem to be sort of uh, smaller things, but she does a really good job of leading or going down the tracks and finding the solution. And uh, I want to say thank you to Andrew Weiser for suggesting this podcast. Uh, great job. This was a really good one and a great suggestion. And if anybody wants to suggest a podcast, just send me an email to podcastsarewonderful at gmail.com or, you know, suggest it on on the website, on the this episode, or wherever you want to do it. I've got a million places where you can get a hold of me. So, Juliet, have you ever solved a mystery? Have I ever solved a mystery? Um, I've... I've not actually solved a, a big mystery, but then again, after listening to this episode, I don't know, um, maybe we don't classify those. Like when I find a new recipe and I discover something, sometimes I don't, I don't recognize it as being discovered or uncovering a mystery. Uh, I think I really like Starley's perspective of finding something that seems small and, you know, something that's fairly innocuous and finding a big story behind it. So yeah. I mean, Maybe one day people will find out what actually happened to Julia Child. And I mean, not me, but, you know, and, you know, that's a big mystery. But this was a small but lovely mystery. I think it was great how the guy finds it and then just playing with it. And then one day he just thinks he should have given it back to the owner. And when they finally do, they realize that it was stolen. Yeah, that was quite a surprise. But I mean, how long do you have to hold on to something before you realize it's not yours? I mean, when when would you discover that and want to give it back? If I actually believed that it was found in the gutter, then I would have not wanted to give it out back because someone who lost it in the gutter probably either didn't care much about it or was too clumsy. <laughs> so it was their own fault. Yeah. But but in this case, it was stolen from him. So yes, I think, maybe now you'll think about that next yeah. time you find something in the gutter. And the, no, I think the, he said that when he first saw it, when he first saw it, the one kid had shown him it, uh -huh. and the kid told him he had found it in the gutter. Yeah. I think the kid stole it from him and was lying. Well, no, it's possible that the person that stole it lost it. Yeah, that's rather than. That was my I mean, it, idea. it's possible the kid stole it, but. It didn't seem like, because they were like little kids when it happened. Yeah. So I don't think the little kids break into people's houses that often. But maybe, I don't know this kid. It could have possibly happened. You said he was a troublemaker. Oh, true. Good point. Uh, but, hey, we are not pointing fingers here tonight. Remember, we don't want to well, say anything about Julia. Fault. We don't want to say anything about this guy. It's not my fault she's nine on Julia child. Oh, you're making some big accusations. Allegedly. Allegedly, I have an alibi. Um, but have either. What is your alibi? <clears throat> um, so have you ever. What's the biggest thing you've ever stolen or the smallest thing you've ever even accidentally stolen? Um. Have you ever walked out with a pen or. Or uh, accidentally wearing a hat that you were wearing in a store? Yeah, that's not in a store. It was a friend's. And I was just wearing it, 
And sometimes when I wear something, I forget I wear it until I take it off. Mm -hmm. So it was a hat you're saying? Yeah. It was like a fedora. Oh, so you stole someone's fedora. And that was what you said. Celebrity chef Anthony Bourdain's, wasn't it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, one time there, when, when my kids were much younger, uh, we were at Target and we had some diapers uh, on the, you know, on the bottom shelf of the cart. And this was more than seven years ago. So the statute of limitations is way over. <laughs> uh, but we accidentally walked out without it. We didn't really notice that th these diapers were still there. And when we got to the car, it seemed like such a hassle to take them back inside and pay for them that uh, we just went ahead and kept those diapers. But, you know, that, that, uh, I've got an alibi. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, that that was probably the biggest thing I've ever stolen, which well, is kind of small in the long run, I think. Yeah. Like your fedora from a celebrity chef, that must have been I, pretty I expensive. That. Oh, I see. Was Anthony Bourdain upset that you took his hat? No, it, he didn't seem upset at all. He just seemed kind of surprised. Like, how did you, why did you remember that you had it on? Uh. What's the biggest thing you've ever stolen, Julia? Oh, geez. Biggest thing. Um, I do have... Is it strict nine? <laughs> no, no. Well, that's rather small. Um, and she buys that with her money and she doesn't steal it. Yeah, I get it in bulk from Amazon. But there is... Um, so I did once... It was very difficult to do, but it was on a dare in college when I was at uh, the Culinary Institute in Pittsburgh, where we actually as a prank, went to the Dean of Admissions office and stole this six foot uh, sofa painting that was hanging in his office. So I still have that. It's kind of, it's a little cumbersome, but it's hard to get rid of, you know? <laughs> but so I think that that would technically be the largest thing I ever stole. Yeah, that's pretty big. And when we were talking, we said large as in big objects. Now, let's say the largest thing as in most meaningful thing you've ever stolen. Like, say you saw in a small bottle of what's hemlock, but since it's something really bad to steal, we'll call it big. Get it? What I mean? Oh, we need a, se a, a second thing that we've stolen now? No, a second that's big, not in size, oh, but as in... Meaning. If something that's meaningful or something that's very uh, important. Something... So I that you would have gotten trouble more of? I, I, I think I know what you mean. It? So I, I have um, I have something that's very small, but very meaningful. And so I've got, you know, a, a spoon, it, a tiny little teaspoon, but it, it belonged to some, a celebrity chef that I looked up to greatly, but it was hers and I own it. And I feel like if people knew I had it, it could, <laughs> It could look bad. Yeah, that's what I mean. Something you would get huge, huge, huge trouble. Well, and there might be like traces of something that you don't want anyone to to know about on that yeah. object. So it's it's there's there's like, a reason that I I can't get rid of it, and also just you know something you keep safe and yeah. Yes, I mean, like something that might have blood on it or <laughs> fingerprints or DNA or anything. You it's make sure that. Well, I mean, if that's what you use to stir it in someone's tea, I mean, you would want to get rid of that evidence. 
or or um, cutlery, uh, you know, it, it could be ruined. So you'd want to make sure it's out of there, um, not because it has your evidence. I mean, my DNA on it. You wouldn't want to leave that kind of thing at the scene of a crime or or at a friend's house. Um, so what's the biggest thing in my sense that you stole, Greg? Oh well, yeah, of course. Uh, you always bring these tough questions. Um, it is it is tempting to plead the fifth because I don't want to be incriminated. Say, for example, you were asking me if I wanted to give you more details about my mentor who had a similar name to myself, and you wanted me to give more and more information. I could plead the fifth so I don't further incriminate myself. Oh, like, wait, uh, you had the right to ma- remain silent, basically? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'm ch- I should have chosen to remain silent before telling you about <laughs> my spoon collection from famous chefs um and Wait, but I mean, collection of spoons i thought it was just that one teaspoon so greggy what was the thing that you had <laughs> well oh, uh me well of course there was uh my rich uncle Len- leonard uh he, he was quite old he was in his 90s and uh he, he had to be he had uh, real problems with his kidneys, and he had to uh, he had to get his blood, you know, filtered every day to keep, to keep things from accumulating and and poisoning him. He was a fancy guy, a rich guy, yeah. and he got his machine gold plated. And well, even the tubing and everything uh, to do with it was gold plated. And one day, I decided I saw this gold tube, and I said to myself, "Wow, that's really cool." I would love a gold tube like that. So I happened to borrow, let's say, that tube. And little did I know that that was the one that actually my rich uncle Leonard, it was his last one. And he needed it that day uh, to do his filtration. And unfortunately, uh, as it turns out, he was not able to do his filtration and he did die of blood poisoning. And this is all hyperth. Oh, hypothetically, and, uh, oh, no. (laughs) What have I said? Anyway, well, I might as well finish the story now. Yeah, he passed away, and... That's a shame. I was going to ask him if he needed a chef. (laughs) Sounds like a fellow. Yeah. He really would have loved that, because, uh, as it turns out, that um, I was his chef at the time, and I'm I'm not good at it, as I've said before. He's, he's and also, I had been poisoning him. <laughs> <laughs> Just slowly, a little at a time. And uh, that damn filtration system was keeping it out of his blood. And uh, so finally, I was able to... Wait a second, what Did have I said? you were nine? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was uh, a younger man. Anyway, so... Younger it, than nine? No, no. <laughs> Well, yes, I, I was younger than nine. I was actually eight, but I was his chef. You were? No, this doesn't make sense. I'm not yet saying that. Okay. Um, anyway, so uh, as it turns out, I wasn't in his will in the first place. So Aww. it was, it was a, a sad ending, but I did have that gold-plated tube. Uh, so that was nice. Can't do anything with it because that will uh, lead back to me. But but that's pretty. That's pretty Stop. special. You you could try and melt it down. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. 
take off the gold and just like if you have the mold i'll go if you have the mold i got the gold <laughs> you get the mold i'll let down the gold so, okay so gordon just like in the story you just do you have a thing for collectibles and you know and, and rare things i like collecting penguin flippers Okay. Any penguin flippers, I'll just collect them. Okay, well, uh, that really fits in with uh, your story so far. Yeah. And I come a little closer because you're a little quiet. Okay, well, let's get back to my questions because you keep making them up on me here, Gordon. Uh, <laughs> what's the fanciest thing you've had custom made, Gordon? Uh, I would have to say my wood set. Your wooden spoon set? Yeah, it, I have them custom carved and mostly oh, they were actually my golden spoon set because I have gold plated with your your uncle, uh -huh. but it was white gold and plated, plated white gold. So in what way are they wooden then? Well, wood on the inside. Oh, so they it's just, gold, white yeah. gold plated. They had it carved and then they had melted gold in like a big tube. And with pliers, they just jumped in the spoon so it only stick to the curves. And so the curves and sculpted part would show up, but it would still be. Okay. So. I get it. So that, that does sound pretty fancy, so that makes sense. How about you, Julia? Have you ever had anything custom made? Um, I know just once I had an ice sculpture, uh, you know, that it was just in the shape of a giant teacup. But... It was just, I mean, that was just something I wanted to have done. But I can't really think of anything custom made uh, other than that. I mean, I just make my own creations in the kitchen. I'm not I'm not much for customizing after that. Ipe sculptures are really, I think they're beautiful because there's just, that is how I see it. <laughs> okay. I can't really explain. Gordon Ramsay is pro ice sculpture. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Julia, have you met your soulmate? I wish I had met someone as, uh, in a romantic sense, as much as, oh, I forget his name in the episode, but the way he talks about his wife, that's such a magical relationship. I, I've only, I've only had that relationship with food personally, you know, in the kitchen, just knowing what I wanted to create, but um, no, I don't think I have. So, so what food has your soul connected to the most? A bean burrito from Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it, there's some, there's something about it that just it, it it in my time of need, it's always there to you know to listen, to be a soundboard, to to comfort me, you know, protect me. You can also throw it at someone if they're coming at you. And if so, you ever need one, you can go into any Taco Bell and get the exact one that you need. And it always feels like the first one. You know, mm -hmm. there, it's, there's something special about it. <laughs> How about you, Gordon? Have you met your soulmate? No. <laughs> no? Only with my wooden spoons. Your wooden spoons. Yes. Now, is your accent starting to, to act up a little bit here? Yes. Okay. Well, maybe you should cut that out. It, it sounds pretty inauthentic. 
if, if Wikipedia is correct, you're a married man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely agree with you. <laughs> so you're still holding out. <laughs> you, the, the, the one is still out there somewhere. No, I think she may be the one, but just in her current state, she's not the one. Oh. <laughs> What's her current so, so for you, okay, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. So for you, con love is a very conditional thing. Like, if you're in a bad mood or something like that, forget it. You're not my soulmate for right now. Come back to me once you're in a happy mood, and then maybe you can be my soulmate. Or in a woofing mood. In a, in a living mood? Yes. You're saying your wife is dead? Yes, she's she's a servant of our dark Gordon Savior. Oh no! Oh no, Gordon! <laughs> Don't tell me you used her to summon Satan. She is my sinner. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, Gordon, maybe we should have saved that one for the end of the podcast. <laughs> How far would you go to return a stranger's belt buckle? Because I think oh, flying to Arizona yeah, was a little I, I, crazy. But I guess if you're if you've got a show based on solving these mysteries, I would it makes just sense, but search him up on Google Maps mm -hmm. and mail it to whether location it says mm -hmm. and then just call him on the phone for the interview yeah. i would have just driven by and thrown it out the car window <laughs> and just yelled here um yeah just lean on the the horn for a little bit and hey hans jordy it's your belt buckle it's out in the yard the toes <laughs> fell out well you know what I actually, so one thing about uh, Starly is that I think that she got very lucky with having a name like Hans Jordy is not as common and as a lot of other names Julia, to find a... Let's say. Kyle, to be exact. Right, that's a very common name. And so to track just one of us down would be very difficult. Uh, first off, they're going to think you're someone else. Uh, but but there's only there can only be what maybe one or two Hans Jordies. Yeah. Yeah. True. And you had the clue of uh, this being a very food centric belt buckle, which I love, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and there's a picture of it on their website, and I'll probably link it in the description of this podcast. Oh, you have to. It is pretty glorious. Yeah, it's pretty great. Here comes just a statement, which historically on the podcast have never done well, mm -hmm. uh, but. <laughs> I just have to say, uh, we don't do the admin seg segment anymore where we talk about the ads that appear on the podcasts, but I just, I had to bring it up. The Babies Saying Cinnamon Kind Snack ad was like yes, one of the hilarious. best podcast ads I've ever heard. It's so That was so cute. And I'm, a, I'm someone who, depending on the show, and I listen to, you know, while I cook, I love to listen to, when I do prep work, I, I listen to podcasts. So I listened to about 40 uh, on the regular, and that's a true story. <laughs> so while I'm cooking and preparing meals, I will, you know, I'll get to a point where I'm like, oh, this is the same ad. This is boring. It's not in their own voice. But this was done so cute. Oh, and by her. Yes. No, those were kids. No, I mean, the oh. ad was actually by her. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it was just, it was done to the point where 
it made me almost want to listen to it again. It, like a good advertisement should, especially in, in podcasting, should meld with the person's own voice. Even if you're listening to a, you know, an ad for insert podcast related, <laughs> you know, thing here. But when you have someone who's actually integrating it enough into their show where you don't even notice you've listened to the ad, that's when it's really good. And so major points, like five spoons to, <laughs> um, to Starling. For the, yeah. for but it was kind of rude to the little kids that she was like, cinnamon. And they say it as best as they could. She goes, no, cinnamon. Oh, no, it was like whiplash. It was, yeah. it was it was a little rough to to listen to to have her you're dragging you're you're, <laughs> you're racing you're dragging and like I know what you mean it was a little rough to hear yeah. but it was it was like, rude when she swore at the kids I, I thought that was uh, maybe yeah. not necessary I call a fudge Sunday I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it. no she was just like cinnamons <laughs> uh she gets to think cinnamon. Cinnamon, cinnamon. Oh, true. And I, 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 I like it when that one kid, she was just like, cinnamon, cinnamon. And then she just gave up and said, fire truck. <laughs> really hard at that, I Yeah, noticed. and I like how Selena, Selena. Starly? Starly. <laughs> Same not even close. <laughs> said yes, the granite you can pronounce. <laughs> fire truck, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I've eaten nothing but kind snacks since I listened to this podcast. I think I should add some fire truck into one of my recipes now. <laughs> fire truck idea. and cinnamon. It's a great you know, idea. I'm actually really happy that you had uh, that you had a, a seemingly random episode to have us listen to, because it's hard for me to break out of my regular routine. And if if it weren't for the fact that we were doing this, I probably would have stopped. I'm so happy I listened to the whole episode. And, you know, it was a conclusion I wasn't expecting. It was a story I didn't think she could even dig up. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, you think a belt buckle. Are you kidding me? This is how long is this episode? <laughs> and then I found myself going, okay. Yeah. I like it. It's kind of like Antiques Roadshow meets Serial. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Andrew Weiser. You're a you're a true podcast man of the people you know what you're talking man about Man of the podcast exactly man of the podcast andrew weiser gordon can you keep a secret yes okay that's all i wanted to know i just was asking that. i don't have any secrets i'm an open book ladies and gentlemen julia you can ask me anything i'm, I'm like a, i'm like a reddit thread you can ask me anything. Uh, julia can you keep a secret it, let's let's say that my secrets are slightly conditional I, I just want to make sure as long as it doesn't in any way have to do with me, I can absolutely keep it. <laughs> you can keep other people's secrets, no problem. Yes, my own. I will tell you everything. What but... about if it was one about you hypothetically? Come on, oh, come this on. again, Gordon. You're like a broken record. Oh, just on and on. Hyper, 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 hyper. hyper. Uh, Gordon, what are your top six favorite meals? I would have to say... <laughs> Penguin, of course. No, 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 no. I mean meals of the day. Meals of the day, like... Like, for me, I don't know. My number one would have to be lunch. Oh! Top six? Top six, right. Oh, uh, okay. I go with breakfast, then dinner, then lunch, and then brunch, and then winter, and then... 
Dutch. Dutch. No. Okay. no, 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 Brecker. Brecker. Okay, I see. So that's dinner? that's the one in between dinner and breakfast. Yes. Have you Otherwise ever? known as lunch. Uh, Gordon, oh, have you ever tried? Have you ever tried preparing a five course meal for Blinner? It's a breakfast, lunch, dinner, like extravaganza. Oh no, I haven't actually heard of anything like that. Well, we're doing we're doing a, a huge Blinner, uh, you know, extravaganza at, at my house, you know, next week. If I mean, I don't know if you're interested. Of course, as long as they have like. Would you really come? I'm going to be yeah. cooking everything. I once I'll had a really great Blinner's sandwich, uh, French toast with roast beef and mashed potatoes, and then like bacon, lettuce, tomato, you know, fries on the side, of course. It was a just the Blinner special, they called well, did it. You, did you get the coleslaw with it? or Because sometimes they charge extra if you, get, if you go out for a Blinner. Well, I tried to get the the coleslaw was free. I tried to get them to substitute a side salad instead. Oh, they won't. And do they it. said no way. Yeah, no way. Uh, they were going to charge me two dollars for that, and that's way too much for their iceberg lettuce salad. Yeah. Don't get me started on these things. I, I can go on all night. Please, please. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the problem is five hours later. <laughs> How about you, Julia? Uh, your top six favorite. Do you go for the same ones Gordon is into, or do you have a separate list? Uh, I would say, you know, if you have the chance, Blinner is the way to go. It's like a blurred breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's so good. But I would say it would go breakfast, breakfast, uh, dinner, dinner, lunch, breakfast for me, if, if you're discounting Blinner altogether. Okay. That's a good but list. What can I say? I'm controversial. So <laughs> not everybody's going to agree with me. It's okay. So there's three breakfasts, two, and one lunch, and two dinners. That sounds that sounds right. Mm -hmm. That sounds like it's probably close. I think. Hey, I love it when my guests say controversial things. I get all those clicks on this podcast, so that's great. Hey, and it's not what you think. Click here to find out why. <laughs> Click here to find out this weird trick Julia Chai has for eating meals. Line. How to live next to your idols across the street, learn their habits, and click here to find out more. <laughs> I have that on my blog, so if you will, I'd like to post a link to it. Oh, definitely, yeah. We, it's, it's been getting a lot of traction on BuzzFeed. Was there anything else you wanted to say before we get to ratings? No, I just a, a, a nice little darling of a surprise. I really didn't expect to like this format is not something I normally listen to. So for me to even get through the whole thing and be engaged and yeah, I was really surprised. So yeah, that's uh, closing remarks. <laughs> yeah, Charlie is a semi-regular contributor to This American Life. And I think uh, this podcast was definitely influenced by This American Life quite a lot. It, it reminded me of it a, a lot. And it, like even the story could have been a This American Life story. Yes, yes, in the best way possible, and you know, taking some of the best elements, in my opinion. Yep. Okay, so now we're going to be doing our ratings. We all know podcasts are the best, so let's rate this show from one to ten, but don't go too low when you rate, my friend, because then one before wouldn't make much sense. It's Podcasts are wonderful. We know the podcasts are really good and they're hard to make. I mean, it, 
getting getting on these microphones and saying words mm -hmm. into them uh, can be very difficult at times. So we've got a one to 10 rating scale where one is the worst and 10 is the best. However, because podcasts are so good, we want to stick to the eights, nines, and tens because rating a podcast lower than a seven is like putting so much strychnine into someone's food that they can detect the taste of it. Oh That's just not something some, you, somebody does. You want to- This is even possible. Oh, it is possible? It's not possible. Oh, okay. Well, then let's say you, you use a, a poison that is detectable instead of an undetectable one That's i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna murder somebody with poison anyway just have the common courtesy to use a poison that isn't going to mess up the way their food tastes finally you guys understand what i'm trying to say <laughs> so so that is the metaphor that i'm going with for today so we're gonna cooking it was kind of cook related let's do spoons oh geez Oh, of course, Gordon. You're a big gold-plated spoons. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna stick to eight, nine, or ten okay. golden spoons. Julia, what would you give Mystery Show episode three featuring Starly Kine? So, uh, white gold-plated wooden spoons. I'm gonna give. I'll give it a solid seven. I'm gonna give it a solid seven. I want. Oh, Julia. Okay, you're that, making me very angry right here. I, I know you said that it seems like I want to listen to more before I would ever give it a higher rating, but this episode as a standalone for me is solid. Where it's not fully exceptional in my opinion, but it's not it's not something uh, to discount. So I would have to personally listen to more of her of her show before I could say whether or not this episode itself or, and the show deserve more spoons. Well, like I said, eights, nines, and tens are all we deal with here on, on podcasts are wonderful. Could you please, for my sake, as the host of the show, could I just talk you into giving it one more spoon to get it into that acceptable range for all me? All right. So you finally figured me out. I'm going to, I'm working you up. If I give eight spoons, do you promise not to tell anyone about, you know, the thing we were talking about earlier? Oh, you killing Julia Child? <laughs> okay, okay. That's the thing we're not going to talk you? about. I, Gordon, don't ruin this for Tell me. me. Get, this is my show. I do this every off, week. Off I've got to get, no, recording. no, I'm not going to stop question. recording until we're done with ratings. Please, please. I've got to get this eight spoons. So you've got to shut your mouth, okay? Gordon, zip it. Okay, yes, Julia, we promise. Well, I'm not going to say anything about it. Please admit that you killed her just for oh, now, okay? Come on, Gordon. And then we won't tell You're anyone if you give us eight spoons. All right, if you promise not to tell anyone, if you promise just between promise. just between you guys and me, right? Yes. Just you, me, and Satan. <laughs> our to, uh, our, hey, my our hand to the Dark Lord and Savior. I'm giving it eight. I'm, gonna, I'm giving it eight. I'm giving Thank it eight. Thank you. I'm giving it eight. I needed to know I could trust you guys first before I bumped it up to that extra. Your lips to Satan's ears, sister. <laughs> okay, how about you, Gordon? What, um, what are you going to give Since we were just talking episode? about it, and just to keep Greg happy, I'm just going to say an eight. I, I agree with Julia. To give it any more, I would have to listen to more episodes. But... This just one, if I never listen to any other ones, it will be an eight. Yeah, it's a solid listen. Yeah. It's a fun show. Yeah. Good times. You enjoyed your... Yeah. It wasn't a waste of your time at all. Correct. Yeah, okay. So, uh, let's see. I'll get to my rating. Uh, 
Yeah, I agree with everything everybody has said so far. It, it does remind me of This American Life. Uh, there was some of the uh, This American Life preciousness involved that I, I didn't love necessarily, but overall, I would say it's a good podcast worth listening to. Andrew yeah. Weisner, hey, you're a man of the podcast, as we said earlier. Thank you for suggesting this one. I agree with you guys. I'm giving it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight, eight and a half. Oh, I liked it a little touch more than you guys. Okay, so. Uh, I have one thing to say. Okay, go Julia, for it. since you're a sinner, I'm going to use you something. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm, I'll be right over. It would be my honor. <laughs> You're going to use it, use you as a sinner and Greggy as the human boy you need a drink. Wait a second. What? Oh.